So if you're part of a family, chances are, you've had times in your life where you've experienced dysfunction. So join us as we look into a family that is experiencing maybe a little bit of dysfunction, dysfunction junction. So, children, how was your day? Mom, you wouldn't believe what Ethel said about my shirt. What's wrong with your shirt? I think it's lovely. I thought that's what all the cool kids were wearing these days. You know, you should be grateful your mother got you that shirt at all. There are starving children in Japan who would love to have that shirt. Are you asking how my day was and I told you and you just yelled at me? If you actually listened. Well, that escalated quickly. Drama usually does. One minute, we sit down to have dinner, and the next minute, we're driving into Dysfunction, Dysfunction Junction. Junction. Walter, you have something to tell us about your day, don't you? Uh, it was fine. It was fine? That's all you have to say for yourself? I fine. It was fine. Harold, talk to your son. The only thing fine about it is that fine starts with the same letter as the grade that you're getting in algebra. It's not that bad. I'm not even going to use it in my life anyways. He's got a point. <laughs> I haven't used it since high school. Whose side are you on, Harold? Sometimes the dysfunction is between parent and child. Sometimes the dysfunction is between parent and parent. But regardless the root or relationship, we're always kind of left wondering, how long are we going to be at Dysfunction, dysfunction Junction? Whose phone is that? Well, will you just answer it? Your ringer shouldn't be on at the table anyway. Mabel, that sounds like your phone. Hello? Mabel, dear, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Um, I never see you at the family get-togethers anymore. You know, I was on the Facebook the other day, and, sweetheart, you look wonderful. But I'm a little concerned about you. Your relationship status said you were single. Is something wrong? Grandma, now is not the time. Oh dear, but it is. The clock is ticking, you know, and you're not getting any younger. Grandma, I'm only 20. Well, I got married when I was 18. And when I was your age, I already had my first child with another one on the way. Grandma, that was like a hundred years ago. It's not like that anymore. Maybe you can relate all too well. Maybe your parents send you to school in clothes that look like they're cobbled together from multiple outfits. Maybe your kid is failing algebra. And maybe you are wondering if your spouse is on your side and maybe your grandma is trying to marry you off. And you wonder if you're ever going to get out of the crazy and the mess that comes with family relationships. But there is hope. You can have a fresh start, and you don't always have to stay at Dysfunction Junction. <laughs> have you ever felt like this is your life? The drama that is around the family table. I think that's where a lot of us are here this morning.
We got drama in our life. Not only in our lives, we have drama around the family table. We have drama in our relationships with coworkers. We've got drama in our relationships with friends. It's not the way it's supposed to be. And in fact, for some of us, we avoid drama so much, we don't even have this anymore. Outside of the holidays, when was the last time we actually sat down and had a meal as a family? And we got to the heart of issues in our family's lives. And I think that's where a lot of us are today. I think a lot of us, we're actually, we're deeply hurting because we know this drama exists. And what happens with our hurts and with our drama is oftentimes we have them in our family and with our coworkers and with relationship with friends. The issue becomes we have it and we'll turn to other things to help fill that void in our lives. We'll turn to addictions and other things. And that's where many of us are. Well, I want to share with you some good news, a foundational verse as we kick off our first week of Dysfunction Junction, putting the fun back in dysfunction. The psalmist writes this in Psalm 147.3. He says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That there is good news in this God, whether you believe in God of the Bible that we believe, the creator God that actually created you, or whether you've been following Jesus for a long time, that God's desire in his heart is to heal the brokenhearted, to heal the drama that happens in our lives. God doesn't want you walking around in a drama-filled life. He wants you healed from that. The God we serve is a God that takes broken things and brings it all back together and makes everything new. That's the God we serve. And may this be the foundation with relationship. God, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That's the good news this morning. If you get nothing else out of part one, know that God wants to heal your broken heart. So this morning, we just turn to your neighbor and say, I don't want drama. Turn to your other neighbor and say, dis the drama. Welcome to part one. We title this series, Dysfunction Junction, part one, dis the drama. And here's what I'm afraid. I actually think some of us like drama. I know, right? I think some of us, we feel like we get attention. We're actually, there's a void in our hearts that we desire attention, so we like the drama because it feels like it's attention there. Some of us, we do not like drama in our lives. We're going to learn to diss the drama this morning. My name's Ryan. I'm the lead pastor here. Welcome to Radiant Life, and our January series is all around this idea of the kitchen table, or the dining room table, and relationships, and family, and coworkers. It's all got to do with relationships, because we're all in one. We all have coworkers. We have friends. We have neighbors. Whether we talk to them or not, that's up to you, but we got them. We have families, we have marriages, we have kids and grandkids, nieces and nephews. We are all in some sort of relationship in our lives. And with relationships come pain, come struggles, come dysfunction. And we got drama. So this morning, I'm going to take us on a quick journey because at the end of the service, we're actually going to do baptism. 
Now, what's cool about that is we never advertised baptism at all the last month. That's because many of you, we had a lot of people write on their connection cards, I'm ready for my next step. And so we made contact. They're like, what a better way to start the new year. Will you please baptize me in the new year? So we, had, we, we celebrated baptism in the first service. We're going to celebrate baptism in this service as well. And you're like, ah, I really want to get baptized. I didn't sign up because you didn't have sign-ups. Darn you, Ryan. Um, don't worry. We'll do one in the springtime too because some of you are like, hey, it's cold out. I really don't want to get baptized either. We'll do one in the spring with sign-ups like we normally do at Radiant Life. But we're going to celebrate lives change later this morning. But what I want to do real quick is I want to take us through two trades that we got to do in our lives if we're going to learn to diss the drama. And then I'm going to sit down at the table and then give you just a core idea. And then we're going to celebrate baptism. But are you ready, church? Yeah. All right, turn to your neighbor and really convince them. Ask them if they're ready. And then turn to and say, I'm ready. Here we go. Two trades. If we're going to learn to diss the drama, that dysfunction in our life, here's the very first trade that you and I have to make. If we have drama at the dining room table, if we have drama in our relationships with our coworkers, if we have drama in our relationships with friends and neighbors, here's what we have to do. Our first trade, number one, trade your hurts for healing. Can we read that together, friends? Trade your hurts for healing. We all have hurts. We have them. And all it takes is one little misstep, and we feel like the world is crashing in on us. Some of us, we have, we have that coworker that gossiped about us. And you got to go see them on Monday morning. Tomorrow when you wake up, you know exactly what you're going into. And you're saying, I have so much hurt from that coworker because they gossiped about me and it was untrue and unfair. And you've got hurts. For some of us, we have friends who hurt us. We've had a friend who's betrayed us, who's abandoned you, and you've done nothing wrong. And you're carrying that hurt with you. For others of us, it's the family our family is just full of these verbal fights. That's why we don't even sit at the dinner table anymore. We're just fighting all the time. And we're carrying around that family hurt. And then for others, we have kids who have hurt us. We've had that strong-willed child in our lives that's just giving us a headache. And it's like, man, I, I just feel like they're hurting. I'm hurting. Or we have that kid or teenager, that niece or nephew, that grandkid that just thinks they are so much smarter than you. Anyone have? No, don't raise that hand, all right? But we got those as well. I just think they're ready to take on the world. And as a parent, as a grandparent, as an uncle, aunt, you're like, you're not ready yet. Don't hurt yourself. We've got hurts. And some of them are so unavoidable. But the road from hurt to healing is possible with Jesus Christ. You can't do it alone. But here's what you have to understand. That road may take a long time from hurt to healing. And it may make you extremely uncomfortable. 
Because you may have to walk up to that friend and come over here and say, you know what, I know you're not even asking for forgiveness, but I just need to let you know I forgive you because of what you said to me a long time. I've been carrying that. And we don't like forgiveness sometimes because we think we're letting them off the hook. You're letting yourself off the hook. That I don't have to carry this baggage anymore. I'm leaving it. I forgive you. And this person may never ask for forgiveness. But I'm doing my part in my road from hurt to healing. I'm letting it go. And it may be a lot of discomfort also because it's going to take time. And in a society and culture that we live in and everything is instant, 24-7, on, 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 and we want it on our time frame, that may take time from hurt to healing. But it's possible. The thing is, you and I have to go down that road to begin with. And I feel like a lot of us are sitting at the table. We're sitting here waiting for everyone else to come to us. My spouse hurt me, so I'm waiting for them to finally come and apologize to me. I'll I'll just sit here and hold my grudges because I'm hurting inside. That coworker that I try to avoid, and man, we got stuck at the same table during our lunch break. I'm not going to say anything to them. They hurt me. You know, I, I don't think Jesus went to that cross for us to carry around hurts. I truly believe in the victory of Jesus Christ in your life. I believe that Jesus wants so much more for us than you can even imagine. I think we just got to start taking the right steps. Because too many of us, okay, I'm included. My wife will say I'm stubborn. Any of you stubborn? you just like, hey, I am. No one's lifting each other's hands up. No elbow, you. Raise your hand. <laughs> We're stubborn. Those that didn't raise their hands are the stubborn ones. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. You're all good. I love you. We got to trade them. Can you imagine what it's like, church, Can you imagine if we started walking around as healed people rather than hurting people, the difference we can make on people's lives? Man, we're called as followers of Jesus. If you follow him, if you put your faith and trust in him, you're to make an impact in other people's lives. Make an impact in their lives as a healed person, not a hurting person. Hurt will come. It's what we do with our hurt is going to make the difference. I want to remind you of that verse again. He heals the what, friends? Dude, that's all of us. We've been broken in relationships. We're there. Turn to someone and say, I'm with you. Turn to someone and say, you're not alone. Jesus brings healing. But we have to be willing to walk the road from hurts to healing. But if we want to diss the drama, say, I'm done with this, I'm ready to be healed, start walking the road. Don't walk it alone. Walk it and invite Jesus there and grab other people to say, hey, I need help because I still want to hold my grudge against this person. So trade your hurts for healing. Let's say it one more time. Trade your hurts for healing. That's the first trade. Here's our last trade. If we're going to learn to diss this drama in our lives, we're going to learn to trade your pain for purpose. Let's say it together. Trade your pain for purpose. Here's another thing. With drama comes pain, hurts, struggles, and a lot of just junk and chaos. It's relationships. Pain also, like hurts, is unavoidable. Sometimes we inflict our own pain. 
Sometimes we got those don't moments. Why did I do that? I'm going to pay for that later. Or why did I let those words fly out of my mouth at that moment? Man, I'm just inflicting a lot of self-pain right now. Other times, pain comes because we're just around broken, hurting people. It's called the sinful world that we live in. And they're hurting. There's a quote out there that says, hurt people, hurt people. It's actually a book that I had to read in seminary. Hurting people, hurt people, hurt people. It is so true in our lives that hurt people, hurt people. We have hurting people in our own lives. We have hurting kids in our families that will hurt parents. We have hurting married people that will hurt their spouse. We have hurting employees that will hurt their coworkers because hurt people hurt people. But we can be healed. I want to show you this picture. This is a picture of, I, I, it's absolutely beautiful to me, this, the blues. Blue is one of my favorite colors, and I love how that gold is in there as well. And what do we do if we have broken pottery or vases? What do we tend to do? Throw it away, right? Some of us will try to super glue the thousand piece vase together or gorilla glue, right? Or every man's fix of everything, duct tape it. But most of us, we tend to just throw that stuff away. We call it, we can't replace that thing. It's irreplaceable, it's broken. We toss it away. There's, in Japan, there's a technique that you see on the screen. What they do is they take broken pottery and take gold and copper metals. They melt them and fuse it to repair the broken pottery. What's amazing about this process is that that pottery right there is worth more than it was prior to it being broken. And what you look at it, you see the brokenness is highlighted. Is that not Jesus to us? Does he not come in and say, I see the broken piece, I see the dysfunction, I see the drama, let me just put it all back together. And you are worth more when Jesus does that. When you invite Jesus into your life, man. And I want to share one more thing about this picture. We've got drama in our lives and our relationships A knee-jerk reaction is to sweep it under the rug. We come into a place like this on Sundays or work, and we ask, how are you doing? Oh, good. How are you? Good. See you later. And deep down, man, you're hurting. You've got pain. You've got junk. And we brush that off. What would happen if you're a follower of Jesus? What would it look like to allow God to heal the brokenness in our lives, in our drama, and let God highlight that brokenness in your life and say, go be an encouragement to someone else. Allow what I did in my highlights in your life be an encouragement to another. Allow my highlights that mended that relationship, that marriage that was on the brink of divorce, allow that highlight in your life. Don't just sweep it under the rug, but allow it to go encourage another couple who's on the brink of divorce. Allow that highlight in your life that you went through divorce, and now I've been with you, and I have been your source of strength. Allow that to be a source of encouragement to someone who's also struggling with their divorce. Allow God's highlights in our drama to be words of encouragement for other people. But what we do, it's broken. Don't look what's under the tablecloth. But allow God to highlight it and say, go encourage someone. 
That's what it's being about in community. Man, you got the light of Jesus Christ. Go shine it. Go let God highlight what he's done in your life. But we don't like talking about it, do we? Because then we're afraid of people judging us and, well, I thought you are supposed to be a Christian. Oh, I am. I'm not perfect. If you ever have heard that Christians are perfect, I want to apologize. Welcome to Radiant Life. I'll apologize for being the lead pastor. (laughs) Don't clap at that. Who clapped at that? (laughs) We say this uh, around a staff, and we, we really mean this, is that at Radiant Life, it's okay not to be okay. That's everyone. But it's not okay to stay there. Because if we follow Jesus Christ, there's healing and there's holy living on the other side. And we got to get there. I love this website. Not that I go to it a lot. It's called (laughs) fearlessmom.com. So moms, take note of it, all right? It's a great website. Uh, A great godly woman that runs this website. And uh, here's a quote that she says. Uh, Julia Richard runs that website. She says this, the decisions you make And the actions you take are rooted in what you believe in your identity and purpose. If we're walking around with a bunch of hurt people, with a bunch of drama, with a bunch of pain and junk, we're just going to think that's us. And that there's no hope and healing on the other side. And our actions are going to be dictated by that. I'm telling you this morning, God says, I came to heal the brokenhearted. That God came to heal your heart. So, all right, all the moms got that little thing? See some cameras taking a picture? Dudes, keep your camera down, all right? Got it? Here we go. So, let's read this one more time. Our second trade, trade your pain for purpose. We're going to trade our hurts for healing, trade our pain for purpose. But what does it all boil down to? Ryan, I still have drama. My family does not sit here anymore because we hate each other. There's too much mess and junk in our lives. This is supposed to be a representation of love and acceptance, and we don't even do this anymore. I want to give you a piece of encouragement that I hope you walk away and that you think of day in and day out all the time. And it's this right here. Right here. Right here. (laughs) You were created on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose. Can we say this together, church? You were created on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose. And guess what? So is this person sitting right here that you, don't, you can't stand. This person was created on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose. And so is this person here. And we allow drama just to suck that out of our lives. We allow the drama from our kids just to be like, no, you're just wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. But 
to create it on purpose with a purpose for a purpose. Same as that coworker who gossiped about you, who you avoid, who sits here at the lunch table with you with a smirk on their face saying, <laughs> I know I get under your skin. They were created on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose. Can I get real for you just for a moment? I want to talk to you men. You got to rise up and be a leader of your family. You cannot let the enemy break this up. Too many dads are spiritual deadbeats. Will you rise and say, I'm going to allow and invite Jesus in. Yes, family, we have drama. Yes, child, you're rebelling. Yes, spouse, we're not getting along. But I'm going to stand here and invite Jesus into the darkness of our family because where there is light, there is no darkness. And I know my family was created on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose. Yes, I may not be like you right now, but you have God-given abilities. And so do you, son. And so do you, grandma. <laughs> We're all created on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose. Even if you don't know who God is, God created you on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose. You may never find that what it is if you don't ever choose to follow him. But I wanted to read this, what the psalmist writes. And I want all of us to read this portion of God's word together. Can we do that, friends? Here we go. Let's read what Psalm 139, 13, and 14 say. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Man, can you imagine in the midst of our drama, sitting around here, looking at people who just irritate us and say, man, do you know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? I'm going to change my perspective. I'm not going to let the drama put a wedge in our family anymore. I'm not going to let the drama put a wedge in our relationship as friends. And I'm not going to let the drama put a relationship or put a wedge in our relationship as a coworker. I got to see you tomorrow morning and then the next day and the next day. I'm not going to walk around with this anymore. Can you imagine what our lives would be? Radically different the way that we even talk to each other. Radically different. Dads, and if there's no dad in the life, mom, woman, you lead. You lean on God to say, I can't do this alone, I need you. I'm ready to lead, though. Someone in the house has got to lead. Don't let the devil get a foothold, because we'll just experience this. Drama, chaos, brokenness. I want to close uh, with some of Jesus' words. Because I don't know what you're experiencing in your relationships. 
I don't know how some of your marriages are. I don't know how some of your family dynamics are. I don't know how your relationships with your boss and coworkers are. I don't know how that relationship with the grandkids and that rebel child that's just turning his back on you. I don't know what that's like. But I know with God, everything's possible. I know there's a road of hurt and healing, and I know there's a road of pain and suffering, but on the other side is restoration in Jesus Christ. I want to read what it says in John, John 1, 5. The Gospel of John, who writes about the life of Jesus, says this, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not what, friends? Whew. This can seem like a lot of darkness. But with Jesus, it won't overcome it. And then Jesus' words in John chapter 8, verse 12, we're told, when Jesus spoke again to the people, this is what he said. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me, what, friends? Will never walk in darkness. Will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The darkness of the drama in our lives You invite Jesus in it, I promise you, Jesus wins every time. I promise you that. Because God's word tells us that. Darkness will not overcome his light. We got to invite Jesus in the midst of this. We got to call on his name. Lean on him in the midst of all of our drama. The team's going to lead us in a song this morning. Song, and we've sung it here before, it's called No Other Name. Because this morning there is no other name but Jesus to call on to. So whatever hurt and pain, whatever junk, may we invite Jesus in the midst of that. May we find healing, may we find purpose, may we find joy in the midst of relationships, because we all are in them. But we've got to invite Jesus in the midst of it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask for you to stand this morning. You can just go ahead and stand. Yep, thank you. I want to pray for us, and then we're going to sing no other name. And my heart while you sing is that you truly are inviting Jesus into the drama that surrounds your life. Let me pray for you, and then we're going to worship in song. Jesus, there truly is no other name. And this morning, we just surrender that drama, that dysfunction, the hurts, the pain, the junk that's in our lives. And we're trading it for healing, for purpose, for joy. And the only way we're going to ever experience that is to invite you into that, Jesus. And there's no other name to call on on this earth but the name that has conquered death. The name that is resurrected. The name that gives us hope. The name that gives us healing. The name that gives us victory. We cry and call out on that name of Jesus this morning. The Son of God who's sitting at your right hand, Heavenly Father. Who's interceding on behalf of us right now to you. And I pray wherever we are in our relationships that we put you first. Not our own stubbornness, not our own selfish desires, 
but it's you and you alone. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, you may have a seat. No other name but Jesus. Hey, if you were contacted by Pastor Brandon in the, in the last couple weeks and you know you've signed up for baptism for this service, will you quickly, you can rise and come see him at the stairs right now. So if you know your second service baptism, you can see him right now. I know we may be missing a couple, but... Hey, I want to share something. Uh, baptism we celebrate, and again, we'll do this in the spring as well, this idea of new life. And the idea of baptism is you see it all throughout Scripture. You see the disciples going and baptizing people. You see in the book of Acts, when the church begins to form and this Jesus movement just goes, they got thousands of people coming to know who Jesus is. And it's just an incredible experience. They begin baptizing. And we even see Jesus himself who has gone in to the Jordan River and was baptized, setting that example. And one thing is, it's like baptism to me, we celebrate, we can rock it out, but it reminds me of a wedding ring. We're reminded if you're married that commitment that you made, and this is a reminder as you get dunked and you're brought out of the water that I'm committed to follow who Jesus is. This is a public display of a life transformation that you decided to follow Jesus. And while we get set, that's me, while we get set, I want to share what happened in the first service since you missed that. We baptized someone who came about six months ago, and he shared, I don't even know why I came here. I pulled into the parking lot, and I landed at Radiant Life, and he's been here for six months now. He's dealt with a lot of stuff in his life, and one of the things he mentioned was that he walked in the very first time here, and he heard a familiar voice, and that was Jeff Carey. He heard Jeff. They grew up together. That's, that's correct. They grew up together since kindergarten. And um, now Jeff is back into his life. And Jeff is kind of discipling this guy now. And it's going to be cool to see now what, what this guy, this is disciples making disciples. Because Brandon was able to speak into Jeff's life a little bit. And now Jeff's speaking into someone else's life. It's all about Jesus. Everything that we do is about Jesus. All right. Are we ready? Okay, cell phone. Do you have a cell phone? Not on you. Do you have glasses? That's a dumb question. You're not wearing them, so never mind. <laughs> Rings? Watch? All right, you can share. Can you hear me? My name's Jess, and I'm fairly new here. I think probably uh, five or six weeks. Um, Anissa brought me. Um, quite a few years ago, I fell away from my faith, and I thought I could kind of do it alone. Um, and this year, he told me that I couldn't. <laughs> so I've just decided to give everything to him and find my purpose. That's awesome. Thanks for taking. Then you can go ahead and take a seat in the middle and turn and face the way that you were facing. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, I do want to mention 
if you had family or friends, they can come up and hug you first and high-five you if they want. It's up to them. You got one here, so this is cool. Uh, Jessica, have you put your faith and trust into Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? Yes. And thank you so much for sharing this morning. Um, it's a privilege and honor to now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Did Trenton and Bailey make it? Are they here? I don't think they made it. They made it. No, 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 no. I don't see them. And one of the things that we do at Radiant Life is um, we open it up to open baptism. And if God's been moving on your heart or anything's been happening, we don't want to just squash the spirit moving in your life. And so uh, we do have robes for you. We've got extra towels. We got a shirt for you. At least you got something to go home dry in. Can't do anything about your underwear and pants. Sorry. <laughs> you can even go home in the robe. That's cool with us as well. Go home in the robe, okay? Uh, but is there anyone else that's just like, now's my time? Now's my time. I, I, I know God's been moving on my heart, and I really should, I should get wet now. I'm going to give it the awkward silence for a while, okay? Because I'm good at it. But is there anyone this morning Thirty more seconds. Again, we'll have it in springtime and actually sign up if you're like, okay, now I'm ready in the spring when it's not ten degrees outside. All right, anyone else? All right, can we just give God a hand for just what He's doing in people's lives and everything? That's awesome. At this time, our ushers are going to come forward and the team's going to lead us in one closing worship song. But I want to, this is the time to grab your handout and go ahead and tear that connection card. You're going to want to drop it in the plate as it goes by. Also, if you're a first time guest, you can hold on to that connection card, take it to our cafe. We've got drinks on us just to say, hey, we appreciate you for checking us out. But reminder that there are those prayer and praise cards now that are in your pews. This is how we connect with you. We'd love to lift you guys up because you can't do life alone. And I know a lot of us, we got drama. We have heavy things on our hearts. This is for you. Just to shoot that little note on there, please pray for me. Or you know what? God's been moving in your life. You're like, I just got to share with someone what God's doing. You can flip that card on the back and there's a praise side too that you can just fill out. But before we pass our plates and receive this morning's offering, I want to brag on you really quick. At the end of next month, we're going to reveal something very special at Radiant Life. It's going to be awesome. You're not going to want to miss, miss it. I promise you're not going to miss the end of February into March. We've hired an outside firm to look at our finances to see where we are, see how we're doing. It's easy to ask the question, hey, you're reading your Bible, you praying, how's your spiritual walk? But it's another thing when we talk about finances, what? I don't want anyone to know. 
the financial firm came in and met with me a week and a half ago. They'll be here in two more weeks. And I'll tell you, church, you're a God-first church. He's worked with over a hundred, in eight years, he's worked with over 120 churches. And he said, I've never seen anything like this is happening at Radiant Life. He's like, it's only God. Absolutely. I said, you know why I know it's God? Because it ain't me, because I'm broken. <laughs> All right. That's God. We're a God-first church. All areas. So what you're doing is absolutely incredible. We take this up every week. Every week. And I don't want to just pass and glaze over what you do. We are so blessed by God as our family, as an individual families, and as a church family. And this is just a portion of really, God, this is what you are. This is how awesome you are. Seeing more people, more numbers written on the back wall, more people saying, I'm going public for my faith. And an opportunity for our church to grow and reach more people, it's because of you. So I want to say thank you so much for as you, every week as that plate passes by, I know it seems so routine in churches across America, but thank you. Thank you for giving when that plate goes by. Thank you for going online. A lot of you are using our online. It's really simple. You sign up and then you, you don't have to write the check every week or whatever. It just takes it out. That's the way my wife and I do it. But thank you so much. I'm going to pray for us. And then as the plate passes by, will you please stand and we'll close out our service together. God, I just thank you. Thank you for the individuals this morning that says, hey, I want to start out the new year with baptism, and we were willing to say, absolutely. We don't want to squash what you're doing in their lives. So we just thank you for that. We just want to put a hedge of protection around them as they continue to make their next steps following you. Because faith is a journey. It's a journey. For many people, they're making huge leaps. Other people, it's just a baby step. And we're going to celebrate every step that's closer to you, Jesus. I just thank you for the heart of the church as we here and there, we'll talk about our money. Thank you for a church that will put you first. Even in our own homes, when sometimes our finances are tough, but we still sacrifice and say, God, this is yours. This isn't even mine. And thank you for your enormous blessing. Thank you that we can be a God-first church and see your kingdom grow, not only in our own lives, not only in our church family, but in the community of Sturgis and beyond. That's what it's about. It's not about us. It's about living like you and sharing your love. And may we constantly do that. Bless both the gift and the giver, God. And we ask this in the awesome name of Jesus.